You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nunn, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Goodness, what a beautiful day it is outside. Although, I uh, got to warn everybody out there, and you've probably heard about this from the news and the weather network that uh there are some wildfires going on around us if you do live in southern ontario or nearby regions you must have probably noticed the really intense smell of smoke and also you can see somehow see the smoke in the sky as well uh, and perhaps some residues on your car or whatever it is uh, so please just take care because the air quality is not good at all from what we've been told and uh, try to stay indoors as much as you can and try not to expose yourself to the air out there right now um so if in case you have noticed the smell of smoke that is where it's coming from from the fires happening in quebec right now i really hope that everybody's doing okay um closer to the area um as we're only seeing the smoke only travel to us uh (laughs) in guelph and nearby regions and in the gta but uh yeah i really hope that everybody's been taking care of themselves and yes stay indoors as much as you can even though it's hard i know because it's so nice out and uh, beautiful weather is actually upon us (laughs) so I guess it is what it is, but I really hope that everybody keeps safe and that everybody is doing okay. All right, so that's that. Other than that, I hope that everybody's been doing well. Your girl had a birthday over the weekend, so I'm officially a quarter of a century old, and uh, it didn't really hit me until probably the day after. If you had been chatting with me beforehand for the past do 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 five years prior to me actually turning 25 if you ask me janon do you really feel your age i would actually respond to you no i still feel 19 and (laughs) it's just like such a weird age um to just refer back to but i don't know somehow my inner child was just that active uh and she really thought that she was 19 and the moment and you know this usually doesn't happen and i'm sure everybody can attest to this You don't really feel your age the moment you have your birthday. But for me, this time around, literally, I woke up the next day and was like, "Mm, I just feel so much wiser. I don't feel 19 anymore. So I really hope that that sticks. And it's not just like a, (laughs) you know, fugazi, like, oh, I'm feeling wise. Like I'm trying to manifest that I'm wiser because I'm 25 somehow. But anyway, (laughs) anyways, I digress. Um, So, you know quarter of a century old uh trying to trying to act my age you know but also just just enjoying life you know that's that's what life is about that's what human life is about 
but uh you know it's gemini season and i'm just vibing out you know it's it's my season you already know anyways that was not tko related at all but somehow i just felt the need to share that but uh you know what's tko slash radio related so i was actually checking out my social media and actually came across this post by cfru shout out to our family here at cfru uh so we are actually having merchandise i i just this is i have not been asked to do this but this is really cool to me and i think if you if you do happen to be around in the area please check us out uh we have cfru 93.3 fm merchandise that has dropped and we have cool t-shirts we have sweaters we have bucket hats oh my goodness which i think i'll definitely get one for myself and they're being sold this weekend june 10th and 11th at the guelph and district multicultural festival so uh cfre is going to be having a booth there and they're also going to be doing a live broadcast on Saturday from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. And Sunday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at Riverside Park in Guelph, Ontario. So if you do happen to be around, you want to check out the, the festival, but also drop by the CFRU booth to say hi and also pick up your merch. Do it. Uh, I'll really try my best to make it there as well. I'm, I'm so excited for these bucket house. They look so, 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 so dope. So, yeah, that was just like a uh, self-initiated plug, I guess. But, yeah, check them out. I've been waiting on the CFRU merch forever. I'm so happy that I actually did it. And I'm happy that I caught it just in time so I can actually announce it on the show. Okay, so I'm so energetic today. I have so much energy and uh you know life's been good can't complain um the universe has been you know there's been ups and downs of course j just as is in anybody's journey of life but uh over the past week you know i feel like i'm finally starting to come on top uh, to the to the surface of the ocean if you will and uh really just fighting through the challenges currently uh in in life and uh just really finally taking a deep breath in and just realizing that everything is okay finally and uh i will be okay and i really hope that if th if this resonates with you i know that not everybody goes through the same journey in life i mean obviously but take this however you may resonate with it i know you might be in school listening to this you might be dealing with a tough challenge at work listening to this or dealing with a family a tough family situation or a tough relationship situation um, in your life right now, trust me, this will not last. The toughness will uh, will not last, and you will be okay by the end of it. So you know, take these words, however they may resonate with you, and just trust, because you know we all go through it. And just have faith in yourself. You will be okay. You'll be more than okay. Okay. I just wanted to give you all that reassurance. Ah, I love doing TKO because, you know, not only do we get to talk about sports, but also these like inspirational segments that we do at the beginning of the show. They're so cool. Ah, okay. Anyways, so I hope that everybody's been enjoying their day so far and has been having a phenomenal week and just enjoying life as is. So this week we have a very, very juicy breakdown to get into. 
we have a very enticing UFC pay-per-view card that is going to be happening this Saturday, June 10th in Canada. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Only that it is actually happening in the West Coast. It's going to be happening at the Rogers Arena in Vancouver, BC. So fellow Canadians, uh, first of all, if you're listening to this right now from the West Coast and you do happen to be in BC, listen, I don't know what the situation is with uh, the availability of tickets still for the arena for you to purchase the tickets and go watch these fights live in person. I don't know what the situation is, but if you do have the opportunity to do that, please do it because I cannot, first of all, I cannot remember the last time that the UFC actually came to Vancouver for an event. And also, oh my goodness, the lineup for this card. Oh my goodness, I wish I had a camera in front of me so you could see how excited I am for this particular card for so many reasons. So not just looking at the name of all the well-known fighters who are going to be fighting on this fight card, but also... This is the first uh, main event, or rather the pay-per-view card, and so long that is actually featured by a main event that includes women MMA fighters. Okay, let's just clap for the UFC right now because it had been a hot minute since they had done that for a pay-per-view card. And if you've been catching it with TKO, you you know what my stance is uh, is on this issue and the fact that I really genuinely think that the UFC needs to try harder to promote their women fighters because there's so many talented women out there currently in the UFC roster at different weight divisions. Somehow, unfortunately, I don't know why the UFC does not invest marketing effort into promoting these fights and to actually feature these amazing women uh, to fight on their uh, pay-per-view cards uh, and also to just headline fights for them or fight events for them. So I'm really... Be honestly beyond elated to look at this UFC 289 fight card happening in Vancouver and to see that it's actually going to be headlined by a phenomenal women's bantamweight championship bout between the current champion, the one and only, the double champ, the goat of all women's MMA, in my opinion, Miss Amanda Nunes is going to be fighting off against the number five contender. And no easy challenge for Amanda Nunes. One of my all-time favorites, Irene Aldana from Mexico. So I'm so happy that the UFC is actually doing this. And there's a bit of a backstory to this fight happening, the way it is happening on Saturday, which I'll get into in a few minutes. So that's the main event of UFC 289. And oh my goodness, looking at the co-main event. It, it, it keeps getting better and better and better. And unfortunately, uh, I wish I had time to break down most of these fights here on the um, on the main card. However, due to the lack of time, I think I'm only going to resort to just talking about the co-main and the main event. So the, co- the main event I already just announced, but the co-main event is going to be an amazing lightweight bout between the former champion and the currently number one contender in the lightweight uh, division, Mr. Charles DeBronx Oliveira, who's going to be fighting off against another 
one of my all-time favorites, Mr. Benil Dariush, who is just, you know, in addition to being a phenomenal fighter, he's also just an amazing man. He's an amazing human being. So the two are going to be fighting against one another. And uh, I can't remember the last time I was this excited for a fight. Actually, I do remember. I think the last time I was this excited for a fight was when um, <laughs> Jorge Masvidal had a fight uh, or something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, t- that goes to the extent of this is how genuinely excited I am for these fights. And I really hope that it does come across and... Um, you feel the frequencies and the vibrations as well for yourself because they really do deserve to be excited about. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, actually, I do. I can't look up the last time that that Amanda Nunes fought. But actually, yeah, 2022. So it's been a hot minute since uh, the champion Amanda Nunes has fought. So that's another reason why I'm just so on the edge of my seat right now because. Amanda Nunes, like I mentioned, is uh, arguably the greatest woman MMA fighter of all time. She is the GOAT in in women's MMA. And there's no denying that fact. Uh, And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, about why she is indeed the GOAT in women's MMA. But, you know, all that to to show why you should be tuning into this fight card on Saturday nights. So it's happening. The main card is starting at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And uh, yeah, so please just sit down, (laughs) glue yourself to your seats, grab everything that you you want, all your drinks or your snacks, whatever it is. Do not move from your couch and sit down and watch these fights. (laughs) So now that I previewed everything, I am so excited to just dive right into what this fight means between Amanda Nunes and Irene Aldana. Okay, so Amanda Nunes, I want to talk about the greatness of this woman um, because she really does deserve to get a lot of credit. So Amanda Nunes, um, she became the champion when she beat... uh, (laughs) Amanda Nunes won uh, against Misha Tate initially, when uh, the the bantamweight championship belt was on the line, and she became the champion in 2016, exactly the year that we started doing TKO. So this to me feels like it wasn't that long ago, but it was in fact a long time ago at UFC 200. That was when Amanda Nunes initially got the UFC championship belt for herself, and then it only ke- it only kept getting more challenging for her. But the fact that she was overcoming her challenges in such a dominant way is one of the only one of the reasons why we do regard her as the greatest of all time in women's MMA. So after the fight that she had against Misha Tate to win the bantamweight championship belt for herself, she then fought against the former champion and um. A pioneer, should I say, in women's MMA, Ronda Rousey, a woman who I have looked up to for years myself. If it wasn't because of Ronda Rousey, I would not be doing this podcast right now. I would not have been involved with MMA whatsoever. Anyway, so Amanda Nunes, she was the champion at the time. She was going to be fighting off against the former champion, Ronda Rousey. And even then, she defeated Ronda Rousey, the GOAT Ronda Rousey, the legend Ronda Rousey, through TKO. And then she then went on to fight against 
a former challenger and a former foe, Valentina Shevchenko, who she had fought previously, just a little bit before she fought against Misha Tate, um, and still won against. And she she again uh, fought against Valentina Shevchenko, and she still beat Valentina Valentina again. And that this was in 2017. And then she went on to fight against Raquel Pennington, who's an absolute monster in the bantamweight division. She won against her. And, oh my goodness, the next fight that she had, we thought that it was just going to be like the, the, the fight to end Amanda Nunes because of how tough and big and monstrous her opponent was at the time. Of course, I'm talking about the fight that Amanda Nunes had against um, uh, Chris Cyborg, Chris, uh, Chris Justino or Chris Cyborg. And Cyborg, um, she had only recently moved to the UFC at the time. But prior to her career in the UFC, she was the ultimate dominator in all of women's MMA, in my opinion. She is just so strong. She has phenomenal knockout power. And a lot of people would refer to her as the female Mike Tyson. That's how scary Chris um, Cyborg was at the time. And so Cyborg came to the UFC. Amanda was still the champion at Bantamweight. But then the UFC was like, oh, you know what? We're going to create the super fight. So we might as well just create a new, a whole new uh, weight division for these two ladies to fight in. Because Chris Cyborg, um, um, she usually would fight at 145 pounds, if not more. And at the time, there was no such division in the UFC. And when Cyborg came to the UFC and they wanted to make this fight happen against Amanda Nunes, they actually created this whole weight division and the two fought in that weight division. And to everybody's disbelief, Amanda Nunes knocked out Chris Cyborg in the very first round and she became the champion at the featherweight division as well. So here we had Amanda Nunes, the double champion. She was a champion at, at Bantamweight and she was a champion at featherweight. For the first time ever in the history of all MMA, a woman fighter who was a double champ. That was phenomenal for her career. And then she went on to fight against people like Holly Holm, Jermaine Duranamy, Felicia Spencer, Megan Anderson, and won against all of them. And mind you, you know, we're talking about former champions here. Holly Holm, Jermaine Duranamy, former champions at the UFC. And still, Amanda Nunes went ahead and fought against these former champions and still defeated them in such dominating manner. And then... <laughs> There came a time that Amanda Nunes had to defend her title uh, against Juliana Pena, who was who had already won um, uh, in the Ultimate Fighter, um, and she was a very dominant, a, a very dominant fighter at the time. You know, she had been doing well at the time, but she hadn't really come to her prime, in my opinion, just yet. Until she fought against Amanda Nunes in December of 2021. And when the two fought. So, okay, I actually did not know the backstory of this, but I'll tell you what happened. And I'll actually give you the backstory of what actually went down in this fight. What had gone down prior to this fight, rather. Juliana Pena fought against Amanda Nunes and Amanda Nunes did not look the same. Amanda Nunes, usually when she comes in, you know, we know how good of a 
um, striker she is and that, you know, she's a really well-rounded MMA fighter overall. And yes, her, her striking is absolutely on point. But also when it comes to uh, things on the ground like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling, she also got it all covered. So we always we were just always so used to seeing uh, Amanda Nunes be so dominant in fights. And then here she comes in looking a little bit exhausted and tired, actually. And so as a result of that, she lost to, to Juliana Pena through a submission via a rear naked choke in the second round. So she was no longer the champion. However, later she came out and said, Amanda Nunes came out and said that she had been feeling that way because she was she had forced herself to fight even though she was injured. And that's why she was uh, not performing the, the same way that she would usually. And little did we know that Amanda Nunes would actually go ahead and switch gyms, switch entire uh, fight camps. So Amanda Nunes, for the longest time, she had been fighting or rather training at American Top Team in Coconut Creek, Florida, which is a very, very big and very, very notable uh, MMA gym in the States. It's been the home of many people, many champions and notable fighters like Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, Dustin Poirier, um, uh, Yoana Janjajek, if I'm not mistaken, so, uh, I want to say Dan Cormier. No, Cormier was in a different gym. But, uh, uh, yeah, Nunes was, like, one of the big people fighting there. And there, I know there has been m many other people who would even go there temporarily to train under their uh, training program and the coaches that they have there to improve their skills and whatnot. But... Here we had Amanda Nunes actually leaving American Top Team to go train somewhere else. Now, yeah, there, there, I, you almost get a sense that, ooh, maybe something went down with the coaches. Maybe it was the training team that pushed her to fight despite her injuries at the time. Who knows? She hasn't really spoken out about the details of why she left American Top Team, but she did it. And you know what? It seemed like it actually worked in her favor because then in 2022 july 2022 amanda nunes fought against juliana pena again and this time around she was so dominant and she won the fight through a unanimous decision so she came back stronger than ever and she became the double champion once again now let me tell you i can't remember it or not that I can remember, it's very rare for folks to lose their championship belts and they get rematches and they win it back. And in this case, it's even more extraordinary because Amanda Nunes, at the time still, even though she had lost her bantamweight belt to Juliana Pena the first time, she was still the featherweight champion. And then when the rematch happened, she regained the bantamweight uh, belt and became the double champ again. And this is where I see... Um, just, just, you know, you, you classify people of this nature, champions of this nature as legends or legends in the making, because again, it doesn't happen that often. And for it to happen in the first place, it takes a lot of perseverance, a lot of determination, and a lot of willingness, willingness to change 
habits that you have probably been used to for years and years on, but you see that something is just lacking. Something is just not working. And let me tell you, you know, uh, speaking, I guess, from personal experience, not necessarily in a sports way, um, to, to break those habits and to break your routines in a way that, you know, you want to push yourself beyond your limits and you want to make yourself uncomfortable on purpose so that you can eventually accomplish even greater things. That takes a bunch of courage. And this woman did it. She left her home gen of many years in order for her to pursue better leadership, better training, uh, so that she wouldn't have to face the same issues again. And you know what? It actually worked for her. But you know what? Again, the fact that for her to make this initial decision, that is the hard part. But she did it and it worked for her. So I really want this, you know, we on TKO, we talk about fight breakdowns and everything. But I think there's a lot of life lessons to also be learned along the way from everything that we do witness in sports, you know, taking from sportsmanship to everything that leads to the making of great athletes like Amanda Nunes. And I just think that it's important to share their stories and to learn lessons from their experiences because they're not just applicable to sports, but they're also applicable to real life, to every one of our lives. Take it however you want, but I think it is applicable to everybody's lives. Anywho, so that's been the journey for Amanda Nunes. And in my opinion, that's why I would always consider her as the woman goat in MMA, the greatest of all time in women's MMA, period. Now, so this fight that's happening in Vancouver this upcoming Saturday was originally scheduled to be a trilogy fight between Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. However, Juliana had a rib injury, so she had to pull out of the fight. And the UFC actually substituted Irene Aldana in this fight to fight against Amanda Nunes. So, yes, this is the first time that Irene Aldana is going to be fighting for a championship belt. To my knowledge, I think she also fought on the uh, Ultimate Fighter, the show, the reality show. And uh, she's actually had many notable wins. Uh, however, it's only been a few fights that she's been absolutely just conquering opponents left and right. She fought against Yana Santos and she absolutely demolished her opponent. And uh, in the fight that she had against Macy uh, Kaisen, she also knocked her out, and um, that was also very um, uh, dominating. The way that she that she won that fight against Macy. That being said, I feel like this is the hardest challenge for Irene Aldana. Although to play devil's advocate, I think uh, Amanda Nunes is also going to be majorly challenged by Irene in this case because. Mm, I don't want to devalue the the greatness of Juliana Pena and or or how uh, potent she is as a fighter, but I think Irene Aldana is a fresher version of Juliana Pena uh, because she's um, up and coming. She's a young prospect, and she still has um, a long way to go in her professional MMA career. And I think that Irene Aldana has a lot of potential to challenge Amanda Nunes. Um, through striking 
for sure. I can totally see that happening. She also has phenomenal stamina. And actually, if you go back and uh, listen to some of her pre-fight interviews, they said uh, they asked her the the um, sports uh, newscasts or whatever. They asked her, "Why do you? Th- what sort of challenges would you bring into this fight against Amanda Nunes?" And she said, "You know, the fact that my Mexican is pretty much enough." And I'm paraphrasing this but she said that you know uh from a perspective of the fact that she has that mexican style of fighting in in herself she always pushes through challenges she's not afraid of uh getting violent and she will always put it on the line until until her last breath basically that's what she meant by that and that is some pretty scary stuff y'all i don't know what to tell you but when somebody (laughs) That, that's the response to what sort of challenges you bring. You know, the, the way she put that, you know, it is her, her identity. It is her nationality. It is within her blood to be a fighter. She is a natural born fighter. And I don't know if it can get any scarier than that. So that being said, I think this fight is going to be phenomenal. And unfortunately, I th- I wish I had more time to talk about the Benil Daryush and Charles Oliveira fight. But uh all I'm going to say is please make sure you catch up with this entire fight card, UFC 289, this upcoming Saturday, especially the main event. I'm so stoked and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. And with that, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Just hit.